And I've got on the phone, as I promised, Charlie Roth. Charlie Roth, singer, songwriter. He's going to be a part of the Songwriters in the Round coming up this Saturday, February 12th at 4 p.m. as part of the Bothy Folk Club, which will be held at the Emmy France Arts Center here in Mankato at 523rd South 2nd Street. He'll be joining Andrea Lynn and Ron Arsenault. They'll have an intimate night with three songwriters trading songs and stories. Good morning, Charlie. How you doing, Karen? Uh, it's great to have you uh, be on your show. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. So happy to have you on. And we were just chatting before, and you are a guy from up near St. Cloud, Minnesota. Right, that bar to St. Cloud. That's uh, I've been uh, working out of this town since I went to St. Cloud State way back in 81 through 85 and never did get a, any other kind of job. So I've been <laughs> a professional musician. So did you and, go to uh, St. Cloud to be? I mean, did you take m- music performance? No, or? I see what happened was I was uh, uh, in the Air Force and I got out and had a to use my GI Bill or lose it. Ah. I had one year to I decided to go to St. Cloud State, and then I stayed enrolled the whole time, you know, and the government paid for my school. And, and uh, after about two years, I, I uh, they said I had to declare a major. But oh. what I was doing, I was just taking classes that looked interesting and that I thought I could pass. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I, it was art and photography and uh, I, I was studying acting and, you know, I mean, I, I, music theory. It was, it was, you know, anthropology. I was just great. Did they call that liberal arts maybe? They said, oh, you're a liberal arts major. No, they nope. it, it, it ended up being a, what they call a, a elective studies, bachelor uh-huh. of elective studies, you know, and, it would, and uh, they let me keep doing that after two years to, to say, petition the university that that they didn't offer what I was <laughs> I was trying to what I was trying to do is is get into uh, making like music videos but Ooh. the programs were always full and okay. of course the computer technology back now I would really like to still like to learn how to do that you know well now were you doing well, gigs along while you were in college or how did you get started doing yeah. music by the time I was out of college, my band was working five nights a week, oh. so we, we never really did have, I didn't, my wife was really concerned, you know, <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are your plans, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, I got a gig at the VFW, you know, and then this wedding dance, and you know, I mean, kept on going, so. Did, I mean, did you start? Eventually I start. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did you start as a kid, like your parents are like, okay, Charlie, you're going to take piano lessons, and then you're going to do this or that, or did you just pick it up organically or no it was the Beatles oh you know and Dave Clark five and the whole British invasion me and my friend Kurt who had just passed away uh uh you know we 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 were jumping around building we built guitars when we were 10 out of plywood and we jump around and to Gary Lewis and the Playboys and stuff like that you know the 45s that we had and and uh, and then eventually John Prine came out, and we were fourteen. This is all in the song I just wrote. This is we discovered John Prine and Neil Young, and you know we wanted real guitar, so we just got them, and, and it all grew from there. But you know, I mean, it, back then I think it was so many kids got guitars for Christmas after the Beatles came out. That was me. I was twelve. 
And uh, for me, uh, I wasn't particularly good at anything else. But I knew I could sing. My parents uh, were both singers, you know, and uh, uh, I just had the music in me. So, I mean, that it wasn't, it was my little place to go, you know. Did you do the the high school choir or church choir or anything like that for singing since you like to sing? Yeah, the church choir in our family was mandatory. Ah. Uh, we were no we were known in our town for <laughs> singing. So it was you were expected if you were Roth at South House what we pronounce it in Madison, Minnesota. It, so and, should I call uh, you Charlie Roth? We've been calling you Roth forever. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I'm home, when I you know my sister uh, Rachel's from Mankato. She's the, she's married to Randy Palmer. You know she's oh. Rachel Roth. You know okay, and uh, she's 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 not going to be there uh, Saturday because she's out in Baltimore with her new grandbaby. So that that's, but yeah, I, uh, my parents, uh, my grandfather started a bottling company in Madison, so we we had quite a bit to do. We all worked there and and. Uh, they bought me the guitar for Christmas. It was 1968. <laughs> now, when you say Madison, are you talking Madison, Minnesota, or Madison, Wisconsin? Madison, Minnesota. Okay, yeah. the little town of Madison then. Gotcha. Yeah, right on the South Dakota border. And uh, Broken Ground and Home to Me, there's a lot of songs I wrote about that uh, sort of prairie, uh, I call it uh, prairie soul music, you know, and it's like... Uh, just that that feeling of uh, space, I guess, you know. Do you have a title of one you could give me that maybe I could play coming up or anything? Yeah, Broken Ground. That's my most uh, famous song. It's about uh, about a declining town. And I guess there's a real common theme in folk music, I guess, to re- Right about a little town did sort of, um, but it's actually kind of rebounding now, which is fun to see. Now, Charlie, you grew up near St. Cloud, you said, but you weren't a farm kid. You were just a town kid, or well, well, I, I grew up in in Madison, and then okay. I moved to St. Cloud. But oh, my okay. wife, who is also from Madison, we came. She came with me to St. Cloud State as my my girlfriend, oh. and uh, then we got married in '82, and then we bought this little farm that we were living on it was just a wreck and we built it up to uh had she started boarding a couple of horses and had a couple of horses and pretty soon she wanted me to go into the horse boarding business which i thought was terrible idea (laughs) (laughs) but uh she's pretty persistent and we ended up having rocking our farm over in and near gilman minnesota and uh it's the best barn in the area and it's got an indoor riding arena and she trains English style you know the uh, we have like several people that I mean it's it's quite the operation now and and uh she was right but she's a hard worker and she's really smart unlike me <laughs> I, I just uh, she, she's the brains of the outfit I think but but you have the creative anyway. part of you now. You have written a lot of a lot of songs. When you grow up, growing up, did you do a lot of covers? You mentioned you love the Beatles, so did you do that? And then John Prine, or did you always have this thing that I'm going to write my own music? No, it, it, well, they, I learned thousands of songs, but I was writing music back then too. But 
they were they were kind of like uh not the songs I could play now. Uh I was trying to learn how to write songs, but learning and and performing for people and making the party happen and all this kind of stuff was my stock and trade. So I knew how to please a, a dance crowd. I knew how to get them on the floor. Pretty woman, you know, boom, yeah. you know, do, yeah. do, 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 do. <laughs> and I loved it. And uh, eventually, uh, these songs. Uh, what happened was, I was, I became interested. And I always was interested in singer songwriters. And when I went to St. Cloud State, there was a uh, fat Claudia Schmitz was coming around and playing tomorrow night and i have a poster from the coffee house and when i was 82 or something like that where i saw her and then i became the sound man for the only folk music venue in st cloud and everybody every year i'd see bill stains i'd hmm. open up for him i'd see uh, greg brown every year and i it was like going to folk singer school you know how to tell a story how to yeah keep your crowd engaged not to bore them i guess like so let it I, I i always throw in a funny one you know yeah <laughs> after a couple of real serious ones and i learned that to, that that's how you do it you know by the masters you know greg brown was so good at that he was just like amazing you never heard the same song twice out of the guy it seemed like you know uh he had a, such a prolific you know repertoire and because Bill Staines had just passed on, and he he was a dear friend, and uh, and it, it'd be pretty much the same songs. Yeah, know, really. Every year, it, huh. it well, not you know he vary them, but there would be his pattern was almost the same. And after you see ten shows, you probably got it. You know, oh, he's going to do you know the one about the black flies now. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> Wyoming home. And, I mean, he, he was a great guy, and uh, every year we would go out after his show and he'd tell me stories till they kicked us out of the bar you know it was like unbelievable and lose bill you know but uh anyway that's that's what i i really uh started to want to do the songwriting and not do dances as much mm. i can still do yeah. those but i i just uh i have eight albums out and i don't know if i'll record and it release another one it just doesn't make any sense anymore to release albums you're doing it all online now everybody does it digital so right you're doing that now yeah yes i'm doing videos in fact uh you know there's we just did i uh, wrote a song for ring of carry the uh, group uh, irish group i'm in called turlow carolyn and we made a a video of the song and it cost uh or a film uh, maker come on, my friend John Orby who did the Broken Ground video which got me to Europe that uh, that was the uh, start of uh, my in 2010 I went for the first time and it seemed like I had a hit record and but but it you know being so fickle yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go over there and start meeting people and next time but when are you coming back oh next year I'll be back you know and and I just kept going back to Ireland and Scotland and England and Holland, those four places. And uh, I just love it over there. Is most of your stuff inspired by things that have happened to you in terms of the songs you write, Charlie? Or is there other stuff you just kind of make up out of the, just pull it out of wherever? I, uh, 
It's it's funny because I don't write a song now until somebody asks me to write a song about something. It seems like I wrote a song for the St. Cloud mayor and trying to get a song for the. And I, got, I wrote the Cloudy Town Stroll, <laughs> and I wrote a song called St. Cloud. And but uh, the last one I did, uh, I just had a script, you know, just with a guy who says, you want to write a song? I said, sure, you know, and I came up with this one called Hey Angel. And uh, I love it. Once the process starts, then I then I get really into it, but I don't go out of my way to go, I got to write a song today, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's, uh, John Prine was really lazy about it, too. But once he, you know, got on track with something, he would come up with the brilliant lines, you know. It's my... my says where where can this go you know and sometimes it leads nowhere but did you ever meet with with john prine at all by chance no i saw him play one time but it's just like you you know who was your person you know what i mean it's like you feel like you know them yeah oh yeah you know you got all their records and and you just so that must be frustrating for that person that have the whole world think that they know you as a personal friend. <laughs> right. And, and you know, they come up to you and say, oh, you were, you know, I, if I met him, I don't want probably you would have blubbered something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I met I met David Bromberg, and yeah. I met, uh, you know, he was, I was setting up his green room, you know, and, and he sat and we t- talked, but I, I didn't want to, bring in my album and have him sign it. I was kind of like, I don't know. Just, he was telling me stories about touring with Bob Dylan and Jerry Jeff. And, you know, I mean, they just love to talk and tell stories about what they've done. Well, and that shows in their songs, too. I mean, like your songs, too. I actually am friends with a guy who was Dave Bromberg's um, manager for, for years and years. So I heard a few stories there, too. So uh, interesting guy. Yeah, he he was, I would like the, the that Bromberg was you know a legitimate blues guy and he would sing in his own brooklyn voice you know i was just thinking about that song new newly highway blues you know the other day it's like uh it was so you know i have like eight of his albums you know i I just put my i immersed myself in bromberg and leon redbone and pride and uh, the other one you know there's there's Hoyt Axton. There was all sorts of people that I would latch onto for some reason, mm-hmm. and they, they to me, they're like completely polar opposites of each other. You know, a lot of times when I would just get on a do a deep dive on somebody, you know. But then I learned how to play blues, and I was trying to absorb some soul. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I listened to Muddy Waters in my car for like a whole month. You know, and try to try to just see what they're about. I did the same thing with George Jones. Oh wow! You know, mm-hmm. and I uh, just love Ray Charles. I mean, these are all. I said no. I'm going to absorb some of this, and and maybe it'll come out in my own writing. You know, and it usually does some way. Do you so have you any, any? Do you know anybody who's like? hang latches on to you that you're their person Charlie I mean has anybody ever said oh I'm your person and they get all nervous around you because you know you've done done well in the music business I would think you know that's the 
it's frustrating because I always try to right away I'll try to just get rid of all that you know uh, it happens yeah it, but you know I mean it's like uh, it would be the um, sometimes I have to kind of shut it down oh no 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 it's just <laughs> uh, I I got hit with a horse turd <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tell me about this. I was, you know, I was sweating manure, and <laughs> this, this, this is the thing. This has the stuff that happens to me, just like everything. <laughs> I was, and it, and it was a huge chunk of frozen, just hit me right in the forehead, and I went, "Oh my god!" People well, were really funny. Like on Facebook, we were laughing about it, like it was like, "Oh, that's a rite of passage for a farm." <laughs> is this a, is this from your boarding? <laughs> Your boarding place when a yeah, horse right. kicked one yeah, at you, or what? So, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm basically a farmer now. You know, yeah. I mean, especially during the pandemic, and I, and I, I have tractors and a bobcat and all sorts of stuff. You know, that I have to clean. Uh, my wife cleans the pens every day with her crew. She's got like four or five people that, <laughs> and she, I've done it myself, but has to be taken out to the pile. <laughs> it's like. That's my job. Hey, I'm a farm girl. I can totally relate here, Charlie. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Did you? Yeah, you know, that's what Leon said. He's a farm kid. I play in the pocket gophers with him. You know, uh, he, he, we play every Wednesday night up here in Sauk Rapids and, at this place. And, and he said, oh, that's, that's, who hasn't done that? That's <laughs> Right? I've been hit several times. That's a rite of passage, you know. Well, except in a dairy farm, uh, Charlie, it would be if a cow coughed and you didn't want to be behind them. That was the thing with the dairy farm. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a bad thing, yeah. Well, there was something that I'd rather be hit with a frozen one than a soft one. (laughs) Exactly, because that was a mess. uh, (laughs) Back to your your show. You're going to be playing with Andrea Lynn and Ron Arsenal, of course, who is a a local Mankato guy. Are you, have you you done things with these guys before? Are you familiar with them, or is it just kind of like we're going to meet for the first time? Or what can we expect on the no, songwriters in the round? Well, Andrea uh, was on an album of mine. I heard her singing karaoke. This is uh, I don't know 2006, and I said, "Oh my God, that's Allison Krauss." Uh, that's a, that's, the, and I asked her. I said, "Would you love to, like to be on my album?" And we were ma- making a record at the time. And I gave her a copy of uh, Star Motel, which is mm-hmm. a 2002 record that I made. And she didn't get back to me until, like, right before we were going to go record. And, oh, wow. I, and she said, well, you know, I've listened to this album. This is, I would like to do that. I said, well, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> That's really how it happened. Wow. She's living in, she's living in Cambridge, I think, okay. at the time. And uh, anyway... Uh, uh, she she came down to Minneapolis and sang on my record, and uh, then we kept in touch, you know. So, and this last record that she put out was amazing, and mm-hmm. I I just think that she's got a handle on it, what she does, and then of course Ron, uh, he's a local hero. He is, you know, yeah. and he's such. And since he retired, he's just devoted his time to becoming just a scary good guitar player. And he always was really good, but, you know, I can relate to that because the older you get, uh, that's your thing. You know, you go and practice your guitar. And with YouTube, you can you can really excel if you're focused now. And Ron is just, 
becoming. And, and his last, Ron's record that was Eric Koskin had produced here that mm-hmm. came out uh, recently, uh, I thought, wow, that's that. Those songs are great. And uh, I, this was actually booked as a solo show, and I decided, no, nah, we'll just make it a songwriter round. I don't think they've ever done it over there at the Bothy. No, I, I don't think uh, so. But but it sounds really kind of fun to have you guys together. I mean, do you play songs together, or do you each do your own thing, yeah. or how does that work? You just gig with each other and don't really plan ahead, or? Well, you ever been down to Nashville? To the you know they they do this all the time down there. It's just people sit in the you know it's your turn to sing, and and sometimes they'll jump in and sing harmony if I ever play harmonica and. First, Ron's such a good guitar player. He'll sit in. He plays it, and maybe we'll try some Doc Watson or something. Mm. Uh, Andrea and I have played together over in New Ulm at uh, uh, that place, and I can't remember the name of it. But you know, she she and I have loved to sing together. So I think uh, it's going to be a special evening. I think you'll be. Uh, I, I hope. Uh, a bunch of people show up. I hope so too, it's because not a, it's not a big place. No, you know? and and I they're kind of people don't show. Up. They're kind of lightening up the mask mandate, so hopefully people, you know, I know that's kept a lot of people away for a lot of things. So I'm hope hopefully that since that's kind of easing up, I'm hoping people will, will come out again. It's uh, this Saturday, February twelfth at four p.m. and it will be Charlie who we're chatting with Andrea Lynn and Ron Arsenault. And it sounds like a, a great, great show. I was curious, have you ever played with John McCutcheon? He's another one, a guy that I really enjoy. I was just curious. Well, I know, but uh, I used to see him at the Bo Diddley series oh, did you? a okay. year or two. Okay. And, uh, and when we did Christmas in the Trenches with Ring of Carry, I was really surprised to find out he wrote it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, because it's like, I didn't think of him as a, a wordsmith. I thought of him as a virtuoso at his instrument, uh, different, several instruments. But uh, he, that is a great story song about, to, you know, uh, the war, World War One. you know. Well, that's what I love about singer-songwriters like yourself is the storytelling. I mean, obviously, just chatting with you, you're a great storyteller, but, I mean, in song and adding that all together, it just makes it really fun to, to listen to. Now, you play guitar, I know. Are you any, do any other instruments as well? I do the harmonica on the rack. Okay. I used to used to be my own drummer with the foot percussion, but I wow. kind of, I did, <laughs> did that last night at our <laughs> Wednesday night because we didn't have a drummer, but I, I, uh, it started to hurt my back. Oh no! So I, but but you know, I mean, I'm I uh, I've been just harmonica like the I'm the Dylan guy, you know, or the uh, the Neil Young guy, you know, harmonica on the rack. Well, I really hope a lot of folks will come out to to see you because it sounds like a fun show. Anything else we should know, Charlie, about the show, about you that you might think people might be interested in? I just I, I did urge you to come out and uh, give it a chance. And, uh, and of course, everybody knows Ron, and, and, and uh, everybody knows Andrea. And I think uh, uh, I've got a lot of friends out there in Mankato myself, so I'm hoping it's going to be a full house. Tomorrow. How many How many times have you played here in Mankato? Have you been? Uh, I used to play, uh, what, St. Peter all the time. Sure. And I've been on the rock band yep. thing for t- several years, but... but uh, Last time I played Mankato was I think it was the Bothy, but I would, could have been now as a blue the place downtown, well, and uh, you know I uh, 
uh, the Blue Line. I can't remember the name of the place. It's uh, sort of in the mall. Well, some of them have actually disappeared, you know, over the years. So it depends on how long oh, ago course, it was. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about it. And, you know, during COVID, a lot of stuff sort of disappeared, too. So it's great to have live music back again. It's really nice to have well, that. Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's this two shall pass, as my grandfather said, and uh, people really missed the live music. I was on a festival last summer, and I watched people get up and do sets that were, uh, you know, just so enlightened and the people just showed him so much love and, and it was like I said wow that was like watching a volcano erupt as John yeah. Fulbright you know my, one of my favorite songwriters from mm-hmm. Oklahoma and I said well Charlie I haven't played a gig in a year Wow! Oh, yeah it makes sense I felt the same thing you know I mean here I am all cooped up this is what I do this is what I've done for my whole adult life and I can't do it anymore and and once you, people missed it. As I'll say, they'll miss the, 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 I think we're going to have a great summer. Did you your know? wife finally um, say it's okay that you're a musician, Charlie? Did she ever come to grips with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't have any choice. Or she kind of knew that. You know, we're still together. So we're, we're pushing uh, uh, 49 years of marriage. So, oh, wow. So like this, yeah, we got married. And, well, I see. Got married, and this is to be 50. Holy bucks. Well, congratulations. Married in 82 in December, it'll be 50 years. Wow, that's awesome. But yeah, she she, she put up with a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She's a saint. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Hey, I want to go out. The show's almost done now, but I want you to go out on your song, Broken Ground. I want you to set it up for me, Charlie. Okay, this is a song about Madison, Minnesota, growing up, uh, and and little prairie town uh, by the south dakota border and uh it's my homage to farmland i guess and how beautiful it is and when you when you're from the place like that you you carry it with you everywhere Mm -hmm. um my uh the last verse is kind of uh about my brother who went off to iraq uh but for me too you know i um I've gone off to Europe, and I'm I'm a small-town Minnesota guy, and and I'll always be that, you know, so that's what it says. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. You've been delightful to chat with, and it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful program this Saturday, February 12th, 4 p.m. at the Bothy Folk Club at the Emmy Friends Arts Guild. Welcome to Mankato, and we wish you have a a great time and safe travels. Thanks so much, Karen. Okay, bye-bye. tiny town out in the broken ground where the young folks don't hang around too long there's no work out there unless you got a farm and even then the corn price is down
Charlie Roth, and if you want to hear more, Charlie is going to be getting together with Ron Arsenault, guy from Mankato, Andrea Lynn over from New Ulm, as part of the Bothy Folk Club presents an intimate night with three songwriters trading songs and stories. And you just heard Charlie Roth on my show. What a what a character, what an interesting person, just a lot of positive energy. And I think that's going to be the the vibe of that gig that will be 4 p.m. So usually they're a little later, but this is a 4 p.m. show, Saturday, February 12th at the Bothy Folk Club at the Emmy France Art Guild, 523 South 2nd Street, Mankato. If you have any questions, need more more information on that, It's uh, the phone number is it's a 507 area code. It's 354 
3540408. That's 3540408. Should be a great show. And sure was a delight having Charlie on. What a cool guy.